whether they did marketing for a living or they worked for a marketing company. And they really came because this is referred to as kind of the Super Bowl of social media marketing. Hey entrepreneurs, are you running around multitasking, always rushing to get to the next thing, working insane hours like I did for years? Listen, one day I nearly electrocuted myself because I was in such a rush. It was the wake-up call that I needed. I had subscribed to the old way of doing things, grinding it out, thinking long hours and hard work was just me paying my dues. I was wrong and it was costing me. I finally realized it was the things I implemented right now that gave me the biggest results in my business. So the big question is, what should you be doing right now in your business? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips. No glory, just the raw goods and fascinating conversations so we can get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, this is Now Your Business and I'm Chris Ward and I am super excited to have a return guest. You loved him at our launch and then we dived into all about social media when he revisited us a couple of months later. But today we've got a really special episode and we have our first repeat guest. Michael Stelsner is in the house. Thank you so much, Michael, for coming back yet again. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So Michael, let me just give a quick overview of all the amazing stuff that you've done and it's big, it's profound. So Michael Stelsner is the founder of Social Media Examiner, author of the books Launch and Writing White Papers, and the man behind Social Media Marketing World, the industry's largest conference. He's also the host of Social Media Marketing Podcast and the founder of Social Media Marketing Society. Oh my gosh, Michael, not only is that a mouthful, I mean, you gloss over those things, but each one of those things are an astronomical undertaking. Like they're an event all on its own. One of those things would keep most of us beyond busy. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's too busy to talk. No. Okay. So now your business is all about what they can do now, all about what entrepreneurs can do now to have an impact in their business, in their future business. So you know what? I really wanted to have you back and I really want to talk about social media marketing world because boy, that, I mean, I got to admit, I'm ashamed to tell people I haven't been yet. I see the hype every year. It looks very seductive and all the lead up to it. It seems like we're missing out on the party of the year aside from a vast amount of content. So do your job, Michael, sell me on it and tell me how, how wrong I've been leading my life by not attending. Well, first of all, it is a big conference, but you, you can experience it without actually attending. Did you, did you know we have a virtual option? I knew you had a virtual option years ago, which I did attend before it was even an event. It was, I did the virtual summit. I sat at my computer for a couple of days. I took copious notes and uh, yeah, I haven't been yeah, to the so, real thing. So we have a physical, social media marketing world has um, the ability for you to come to San Diego and experience three days of awesome training with the top marketers in the world, but they also have a virtual ticket option. So what that means is that if you can't travel for whatever reason, you can actually get all the recordings of all the hundred plus sessions and you can go through them at your leisure and study them and watch them over and over again and read the transcripts. And a lot of people don't know that. Uh, all of them? Like all, all of them? All of it. All okay. of it. Yeah. Wow. So, um, 
just to kind of give everybody a, a, a backstory, uh, we had about 4,700 marketers attend from more than 60 countries. Um, most of them were, um, you know, in some sort of a capacity of marketing, either they did marketing for a living or they worked for a marketing company. Um, and they really came because this is referred to as kind of the Super Bowl of social media marketing. And what's unique about this is uh, we have a full day of workshops. And with the workshops, you can take professional development courses from people like Ray Edwards, who is one of the world's leading copywriters. And you can yeah. learn how to write copy, persuasive copy. Or you could come and learn from Michael Port, who's one of the world's leading speaker trainers. And you can learn how to be a public speaker. And these are included uh, with the all access ticket. And then during the main event, we have six opportunities every day for you to go into sessions on almost any topic you could possibly imagine because we have 16 different tracks that we cover for the conference. Everything from Facebook ads to Instagram marketing to YouTube for business to local business marketing, almost everything you could possibly imagine under the big umbrella of social media marketing. And what's special about this event is the caliber of the speakers. Right. Uh, many of these people, if anyone listens to the social media marketing podcast, they will recognize the guests because almost every speaker has been a guest on the social media marketing podcast. Right. And these are people that truly value providing information without a pitch. So unlike other events where there's like a little sales pitch that happens at the end of each session, that right. doesn't happen at social media marketing. Well, this is a no pitch event. So the speakers get up on the stage, they talk to the audience, and then afterwards the audience gets in line, takes selfies with them or asks them questions. And a lot of times speakers will stay in the hallway for an extra hour after their session. They don't disappear behind a curtain. And that's kind of what makes our event special and unique. But what's even more exciting is that networking is built into the conference. So right after the morning keynote, we have like a 90 minute break where we have all these tables set up and there's signs on the table. And if you want to sit down at a table and talk about Facebook ads, or you want to sit down at an industry table and talk about consulting, or you want to talk about, let's say you're in a regulated industry, you can sit at these tables and just begin to connect with other people that are just like you. We have a special app. We had hundreds of thousands of messages inside of this app where all these people were getting together. Uh, for example, anybody here from uh, South America and all the South Americans got together and they had meetups and uh, people just met in all these little niche topics and got to connect with people that were just like them. We also do uh, special evening events and uh, just all sorts of stuff. And it's not like any other event. And I know I, I don't like selling myself on the event, but I do know that a lot of our attendees say it's one of the best experiences they've ever had in their life. They come in expecting it to be just like any other expo or conference they've ever been to. And they walk away completely floored at, at what we've created. And the reason why I created this, Chris, is because I've been to all those other sucky events. Right. And I was determined not to build something like that. I was determined to build something that was super high quality from the second you stepped into the door to the second you leave. And we modeled the whole experience after Disney. Uh, I've been to a lot of Disney parks, as I'm sure a lot of your listeners have. And we just have these people called white shirts, and they're all over the place. And there's hundreds of them. And their job is just to help people with almost anything you could possibly imagine. We have a networking team that's designed to help you find contacts. 
Um, and we have just all these crazy things that we do that you just won't find at any other event. Well, it does sound like the Disneyland of marketing. So let me just recap, because that was a lot of information. So what happens is if you can't go, you can get it virtually and you can see all the speakers. Is that correct? Yes, we record every single workshop, okay. every single keynote and every single session. And all that content is available to you and you can watch it on demand. So if I wasn't going, but if I am there, are different speakers speaking at the same time? So would I? Yes. So if you buy an all access ticket, you also get those recordings included. Oh, do you? Okay. 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 So I'm shopping on, here, it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it depends <laughs> on your there's a slightly more expensive ticket called the all access. Okay. 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 And then there's the marketer ticket. The marketer ticket is less money, yeah. but it, but less investment. All, right. So the all access ticket gets you the workshops, which is an extra okay. day. And it gets you the recordings of everything. And it okay. gets you access to the parties. Okay. So if you don't care about parties and you don't care about the professional development workshops and you don't care about the recordings, then there's a cheaper option, which is called the marketer ticket. And there's even a cheaper option called the community ticket. Okay. If all you care about is video marketing and YouTube, that ticket is like $397. And that gets you just to that content. So there's different kind of levels designed for different individuals, depending on kind of what your budget is and where you're at. Now we talked in about the other episode that you were in and we'll show, we'll give the number in the show notes because I don't have it right here, but we're so happy to have you back. We talked about overwhelm, like when you go into an event like this and there's so, you sound like you've got so much to offer. Yeah, there's how like does, eight tracks going on at once. So you can just. Yeah, so how, how do you navigate through that and, and not come back out like you're in one of those events where you get all hopped up and you get back and you just don't know where to start? Well, if you go to the event, you can go to 12 sessions and four keynotes. So you can get to 16 different experiences while you're there live. And what I would do is I would map it out. I would say, what do I want to learn most about? If it's Facebook okay. ads, you could go to every single session on Facebook ads. Okay. Or if you want to learn more about like YouTube, you can go to all the sessions on YouTube. We design it so that they're happening at separate slot times. Okay. So you kind of pick your own track, but you can go to all of them, right? So you just pick which are the things that you're most interested in learning about. And then you go to those, you take copious notes, you talk to people about those things. And that's what you decide that you want to do while you're there. And if you end up getting the all access, then you can come back and you can tackle. I apologize. There's some sort of alarms going on behind me. So I don't know if you, you can can't hear. even hear it. We're so mesmerized by your talking, Michael. We can't hear anything else. <laughs> so, um, you know, if you get the all access ticket, you could study the other stuff later because maybe you're not interested in, you know, uh, LinkedIn or Pinterest or, you know, TikTok or any of these other kind of things. You just right, go to right. the, you go to the sessions that you most want to learn about. And then if, if you decide you want to change it up, well, that's fine. You change it up. A lot of people sometimes get persuaded that they might want to change it up when they're here, but it is engineered in such a way so that you could just go to sessions on Instagram, for example. Now we're always about, you know, we want to learn from your things where you said, okay, I got to do something now. We have to take this in a different direction now, because again, right. we've mentioned this in other shows with you, someone like you just makes it look so flawless. So when you took this from a virtual summit, when I remember way back in the day, and then you said, okay, we're going to do this now. We're going to do a live event. What, what spurred that on for you? What was your, like, I got to do this now. And I want to, and, and what were your stumbling steps the first time out? Like, can you, can oh you gosh. humanize yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, um, I had gone to another event called content marketing world <coughs> put on by my friend, Joe Polizzi in Cleveland. 
And uh, there's about four or 500 people there. And I was shocked at how calm he was. And I'm like, how could you be so calm? And he said, well, you know, there are people that handle the operational side of this. And I'm like, are you kidding me? There's event people. I never even knew that existed. Uh-huh. So that's when I came back and I started searching for someone here in San Diego that could help me operationally handle the logistics because the logistics of a live event are crazy complicated. Yeah. Uh, in our first year, we had 1,100 people show up. We didn't have as many tracks. It was a big event in the very first year. And most people that showed up said it was one of the best events they'd ever been to. And these were people that put on events and I knew I was onto something. So just each year we worked really, really hard to kind of like make it a little bit better or to stop doing this and start doing this. That was really kind of the key to growing the event. But I will tell you that, yeah, in the beginning, you learn things like, for example, you learn not to necessarily give your friends the stage because even though they're your friends, they might not do the work necessary to bring high value content. So what we learned along the way was we started implementing surveys from the audience that's there. And we decide to bring someone back or not bring someone back based on those surveys. So we also realized that we're not going to have an application process to speak at our event. It's 100% recruitment. So what that did is it kind of set a a new level because people knew that there's no guarantee they're going to get asked back. (laughs) They had to bring their best work. And they ended up competing against each other because a lot of these speakers are like, this is the event I want to speak at. I'm going to bring my best work. And they also knew that they had to deliver the goods because if the audience didn't like the work that they delivered, then there was a chance they may not be asked back. And can I be so bold? They're not getting paid either, right? They're not. No. Okay. They're they're here because they want to be here. Because it's exclusive. Right. So you've set up, there's some really good things in there that we, that that I know for my business and our listeners may know as well, but sometimes you get, you just forget forgetful. You get forgetful when you look at somebody else, uh, what you deem to be higher up the mountain than you or whatever, further down the road. And so that makes such perfect sense. Like, of course, yes, you know, you hired a, a, an event company. So you leverage your time. You've got an expert in that area. You farm that out. Perfect. That makes perfect sense. So that makes me feel good. Like, oh yeah. Okay. Hopefully I would have thought of that when we got to that level of there. But what I think really is the fundamental infrastructure, you know, the recruitment, the evaluation and you know, what a great place to be in. You're not even paying them. And I say that, you know, not. Yeah, oh, and we are, we are covering um, some of their expenses to get here, but it depends. Like the first year speakers, we don't necessarily cover anything. The second year speakers, then maybe we'll cover their flight. Third year speakers, maybe they'll we'll cover their flight and their hotel. And the idea is they kind of earn their way up the ranks, but you know, some people are like, well, why would they do something like that? And I think that's it's the audience that they're in front of. That's exactly So when I say, let me interrupt you, because I want to be clear that when I say you're not paying them, that was not like, oh, you're getting ahead of it. That's like, you know what, people who wouldn't want to be in front of your audience. It's, that's exactly right. You know, if, if they're if they're not getting any value out of the audience, then they're not interested in speaking in the first right. place. Yeah, absolutely. No, but so I think, again, it's the the infrastructure that's in place that really makes it um, an esteem event. 
So that whole recruitment, that, that's a word that really sort of rang in my ear when you said that. You can't even apply. You can't be pulling the favor. You can't be saying, well, look, I've got this many hits on YouTube. I'm the person, yeah. whatever. So you have They to also have to be them. an excellent trainer too. Um, we don't care if they have a big following. We care if they actually are better at teaching. So we have a couple of criteria. Number one, they have to be excellent communicators. They have to have a track record of training that we can see. A lot of times, the reason why I've gotten you know, the people that have been on my podcast are the ones that are being the, the, the trainers at the conferences because they've already kind of gone through the hoops and passed a bunch of tests or I wouldn't have ever gotten them on my podcast in the first place. Right. So key is really to just try to find the best of the best who are willing to come. And then it's kind of a magical thing because everybody wants to be there. The speakers want to be there. The attendees want to be there. And it's just kind of a magical, magical carpet ride, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Now for someone like us, when you've got so much else with the podcast and all these other things, as I read your bio, they just sound like individual yep. sentence, but each sentence would, you know, be way more than a full-time job. When do you start for Like when you finish one this year, when do you start for next year? What does that look like? We're planned years out. We have, con oh, okay. we have to have contracts with the convention center and the hotels okay. years out. So we start planning um, more than a year in advance for the next one. So okay. believe it or not, it's a very, very long process because there's so much operational logistics that go into, you know, taking over a convention center and having all this stuff going on. We have to, we have to plan way in advance. It's probably one of the most operationally challenging things you could ever do, which is to do a convention because you can't just have the space. You also have to have a place for people to stay. So if the hotel blocks aren't available, then, right. we, then it doesn't matter. So we have to negotiate with all the hotels and we have to negotiate with the convention center. <clears throat> and then we have to try to pick dates that are going to work with people's calendars because we're competing with spring break typically. Yeah. And, you know, there's, it, it's a logistical challenge, but yeah, we have to work years in advance. Yeah. And it's really interesting because, you know, you see all that stuff online and I did see people were always saying it was such an event and all this, whatever. And, you know, you, there's a lot of hype online. Somebody can make a, a, a bowl of cereal with some really big blueberries look exciting when they hype it up enough. So it's really great to have you here and break it down because you are educating me in some areas that I didn't understand. I didn't understand the magnitude and the depth there with the recruitment and, and the no pitching and all those things really do separate you from all other events. So it sounds like you've given that a considerable amount of thought. I mean, yes, because the reality is how could we get this many people to come to an event like this if we didn't try to always make it super high quality? I've had so many of my, so many of my speaker friends even have said, Mike, you've ruined because we take care of the speakers really well. We've got speaker handlers and stuff. And even attendees have told me, hey, I can't go to other events now because like you set the bar so high. When I go to these right. other events, it feels like something's missing. And that makes me feel really good. So we're trying to create something special. Hopefully some of your listeners will check it out. And the good news is I make myself available. I do not attend sessions. I stand in the hallways all day long and all I do is greet and talk to people. So if you want to have an opportunity to meet me in person, there's no better way because I am 100% reachable and I do not disappear behind a curtain. I literally make myself there for everyone who wants to talk to me. 
Wow. It does sound like a really good time. So, all right. So, I, I mean, tickets are on sale now, so they can check that out. And I, I know I hear it all the time when you're listening to your podcast about it. So we've been really lucky to break that down today because I certainly did learn a lot. I knew it was good, but I didn't know why. And I didn't know quite how great it was. Is there anything else you want to tell us about the event of the year that now we're becoming educated on? Um, if you're thinking about coming and you're not sure, just ask somebody else who's been. That's yeah. what I would do. Because whenever I go to events, I always say to myself, well, actually, when I go to events, what I do is I say to myself, all right, I look at the speaker roster and I say, all right, I want to find at least four or five people that I would like to hear from and I want to actually meet in person. That's the first criteria. Second criteria is who amongst my network is going to be there. So I ask on social, anybody planning on going to this event? And then the last thing is like, um, you know, can I afford it? What's my ROI going to be, right? There has to be an ROI. So once all three of those things are lined up, that's when I decide to go to an event. And that's what I would encourage anybody else to do before they decide to invest in coming all the way to San Diego. So, and they can find out the event by going to social media examiner and just clicking on any of the graphics we have all over our website. Now, I think an important part, I, I, the last thing I'd like to touch, touch on is, you know, yeah, we can do these things virtually. Although I know for any event, even something not as phenomenal as yours, you do it virtually and you kind of wean and you watch a couple hours, you forget about it. And it's not the same as being there, but talk to me just a little bit about the networking. I mean, I guess I'm thinking if we're all there, let's say me and a whole bunch of other people are there to learn about YouTube. What does that networking look like? Cause I feel like, I don't know, we're all there to learn about YouTube. What are, what are we bringing to each other's networking circle? Well, first of all, you've got a lot of people there who are already a little bit further along and the idea to talk to them and ask them questions. Right. Okay. Um, how do you handle this? For example, on YouTube, tell me about what your thumbnail strategy is or, you know, how are you being impacted by the algorithm changes or, you know, you could collaborate, which is a big thing on YouTube. So people often meet people and they, they cross channel collaborate. Um, also, a lot of people, believe it or not, bring a camera with them and they do video interviews for their YouTube channel. Uh, I was just at an event and I was, I, was, I was interviewing tons of people for my YouTube channel. Podcasters go there and they make personal connections and they say, I would love to get you on my podcast. You know, I'm getting the cycles working for you, aren't, aren't I? <laughs> just imagine how many people you could meet and line up for interviews on your podcast because you know it's one thing to send them an email. It's another thing to meet them in person. I can't even begin to tell you how powerful that is. I started Social Media Examiner by bringing a camera guy with me to an event, and I did interviews with everybody at the event, and now they're all my friends. So this is the kind of stuff when you think a little bit outside of the box and you think about an event like this that has lots of spaces that are designed to make it easy for you to do this kind of stuff. Um, you could do it with your phone and a selfie stick, or you could buy another ticket right. and bring a video person with you, or you could bring your own little podcast rig and you could go grab a table in a corner and do a podcast right there on location. Although I don't think I would advise that because I think it'd be way it's better noise. to do it yeah. nice quiet of your office. Yeah. But, but you just have to think like, what's your strategic goal? In your case, it might be to get a lot of these people on your podcast. Right. That's why I go to events. I meet people that I might want on my podcast. I can barely hear you now, Michael. I'm just trying to scroll quietly and start looking at flights. Okay. Well, that, there's a, there is a reason he is who he is, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, that's it. We, we all lean on him when it comes to social media. I mean, I, I think if you're an entrepreneur with your salt, you definitely know who Michael Stelzner is. That's for sure. All things social media marketing and now social media marketing world. So 
wow, that was insightful. And uh, I, I feel like I, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, people. We got it. <laughs> but it was really nice to break this down because so many times I've heard, and again, you know, no disrespect, but things get hyped on, you know, online. And oh, so yeah. you just hear the fun and you go, oh, the fun I associated with, yes, we know Michael's kind and classy and generous and you, you're always just so great when you're out there doing your thing. And I thought that was sort of overflowing to the event, but we're really breaking it down to some very heavy content. So super exciting. All right, Michael, where can people reach you? Well, right now we know they can get on the, get on the computer and start looking at tickets so that they can meet you at the event which yeah, is outside right of that uh you can you can reach me on instagram uh okay. at selsner or you can i mean that's probably the easiest place to reach out to me privately or if you want to catch more content from my company uh check out my podcast the social media marketing podcast yes it is a great one so thank you again for your generosity your time and your great conversation and content so everyone thank you for joining us we were so lucky to have michael back if you enjoyed the show and i i mean you must have because look who we had here people please leave us a review right now we're giving away a my book win the hour win the day for small business owners we're giving away the audio version valued at 15 dollars, but we know it's worth way more than that because you can eliminate 80 percent of your to-do list and 100 percent of your guilt that was fabulous michael we are forever indebted to you thank you so much thank you if you've enjoyed our show please do leave a review right now we are giving away a free audio version of when the hour when the day valued at $15 but we know people that's worth more than that because it could help you eliminate 80% of your to-do list and 100% of your guilt so until our next show thank you again for joining us